Hello everyone once again, welcome back to another episode of the Drunk Friend Podcast. As always, we're your hosts, I'm Travis, joined by Alex. Alex, buddy, how are you doing? You sound a little tired today, if I'm being completely honest with you. <sighs> tired. Too tired. <laughs> Too tired? <laughs> Too tired to do a podcast? <laughs> just, I just wanted to do that once, just once. Like, I'm, I'm just too tired. Just too tired. Too tired. No, cancel it. Cancel everything. Just just shove it off to the side. Nope, not happening. No, I'm fine. <laughs> I, I'm doing just fine because I watched your video on Mappy Land. Hell Wait, yeah. it's like a map. What is Mappy Land? Please explain what Mappy Land Game is. Game about cartography. It's all about maps. Uh, you got your, your regular old elevation map. You got your street map. You got your satellite map with trees and shit, and you just got your regular road map. That's Mappy Land. That's the whole game. No, it's about a mouse. It's worse. It's about a mouse that solves crime. <laughs> the first thing you said made more, a lot more sense, but no. The thing that actually makes sense, the thing that the, actually, the game is, is it's about a mouse that, like, wh- what does the mouse do exactly? It does things. He, he's at his, his girlfriend's uh, beckoning. You know, she eventually becomes his wife throughout the game. You 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 see a whole lifetime go by. You you, you date her, and then you 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 marry her. Then you get Christmas presents for her, and then you get stuff for your kid. It's a it's a whole it's a whole fairy tale. There's a lot of birthday presents in the game, aren't there? There's a lot of birthday. Pre- There's actually it, it. You know, you have to go get a bunch of rings for her. I don't know how many fingers mice have, but she wants a lot of engagement <laughs> rings. So, the game makes a lot of sense. Everybody loves it. Uh, I did learn though through a comment that. Um, you know what? Everyone's making fun of the name a little bit. You know, there's not a lot to make fun of in the game, so you kind of got to stretch it. Uh, but one uh, person left a comment. His name is um, I'm scrolling here to find it. Actually, I don't see it, so that's that's fun. Uh, but I want to say a guy uh, that comments regularly <laughs> for me. His name is Will, and he said that the the word Mapo in uh, in Japanese means cop, and so Mappy Land and the mouse being a cop kind of makes sense. So uh, I think that's the connection there, but uh, but yeah, it's you know it's an adaptation of an arcade experience for the NES. It's I. Right. You said cop, not cock. I did say cop. Sorry, cop with a P. Oh, okay, all right. Constable you're, you're on saying patrol. Cop with a P, not cock with a CK. Okay. That would be that would be wild if that if it meant cock in Japanese, and we're all just pretending like it's just cool. We're we're just saying cockland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cocky land. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Copland, well wait a second then, cuz that that has extra connotations in America. Mm-hmm. Cuz now we're talking about Copland, the Sylvester Stallone movie. Great movie. Where we we've got yeah, we've got Stallone walking into Robert De Niro's office and he's eating a sandwich with, you know, like mayonnaise and you know, like spinach is in there and you know, it might be like a it looks like it might be a, like a, some sort of uh chicken salad sandwich mm-hmm. or maybe maybe some sort of chicken salad uh uh you know one of those uh what what do you call it a pita sandwiches you know pita oh pita. Like a, it looks like he's got yeah. pita bread in there i got you and he's he's really enjoying it he's really enjoying his sandwich and sly stallone walks in there he's like you know i try i, I did my best i tried the best i could and you know and de niro's like yeah, you, you you did the be- you did the best you could. It doesn't matter. <laughs> None of it matters anymore. You you're done. You're done. <laughs> I forget what the line is, but he's like, "Oh man, I totally screwed this up because I can't remember the line." You know, you know though, you did describe the sandwich very good, 
and uh, now I'm a little I bit hungry. I for, described for I, that I, w- I was so obsessed with the sandwich that I was I forgot the line. I felt no, like you I, were describing the sandwich extra to buy yourself time to remember the rest <laughs> of the line. You're exactly right. Yes, that is exactly <laughs> what I did because I wanted to remember the line, but I could not because. I was like, okay, I know there was like a lot of leafy stuff in there. I know there was a lot of <laughs> sauce in there. I know the bread was very thin, so it had to have been pita. There you and go. What a memory yeah, you no. have. You know, you can remember like the the density of the sandwich, but you cannot remember the line that was so key. I can't remember what he said to him. It, it was like you lose, but it's like. I, I, I'm getting confused with like the Simpsons thing where it's like, you lose Springfield. Right. But uh, it's not quite that. Uh, I don't know. I forget. So I, I'm sure we'll have somebody, you know, this is just all in all like a, a big hook to get somebody to mail in and <laughs> angrily <laughs> message us you to know, get us. We have some angry comments coming up later in the show. So, I mean, that's All we're right. just kind of setting the stage for like, hey, you want to be mad? You know how mad you get when somebody doesn't precisely remember the quote in a movie you want them to remember? This is your yeah. ticket. You know, we have an email address. Exercise your right to be hateful. I just can't remember. I can't remember the name. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember the link. But it's just, yeah, Sylvester Stallone, Robert De Niro. Look it up. It's on YouTube. You'll find it. It's a delicious-looking sandwich. You're not going to, like, deny... Robert De Niro, the, th- the the thing that makes the scene so good is that Robert De Niro does not stop eating the sandwich while he's talking to Sylvester Stallone. Right. He's just like sitting there like just chomping away like, my hands are tied. <laughs> like I can't, I can't do anything. You know, they said it took them 47 takes. He went through 19 of those sandwiches and he never once complained. <laughs> he said it was a really good sandwich. He would have eaten 19 more. He was screwing mm. up takes on purpose just to get more sandwich, they were saying. So, oh, man. I would do the same. As Speak- long as it weren't tuna. <laughs> Speaking of not remembering the names to things, what the hell was the name of that game you did this week? Uh, Naguko Shuen. Uh, pa, pa, uh, Nanguko Shonen Papua-kun. And yeah. Tell me, when you when you do the Japanese games and you get the names, are you would Pearl testify that you you do spend a lot of time in the mirror trying to get those names down before you record? Not really. No. <laughs> I, I just do the best I can and I just play the games. That's all that matters. I just try and, and play the games and just like, hey, here's what this is. Here's how here's the best I can do with the name. Nobody cares. I'm just saying you do a pretty good job. When I hear the names, I'm like, damn, he just killed that. I think <laughs> I don't know. Well, if I did, then I'm doing a good job yeah. impressing the right people. Because, I'm impressed. Uh, thank you for that. But um, yeah, no, I, I'm trying to just find new games on Super Famicom that have not translated yet. This is a fun, really fun. Uh, platformer that where you just run to the right run to the left do stuff run at things jump on things jump over things and uh yeah it's it's one of those platformers where you have to be really close to things and punch them and kick them right (laughs) you know what i mean like there's no projectile there is a projectile but it's very very limited um so you have to be very careful with your ammo for your projectiles and you have to make sure that uh, you keep a safe distance when you uh, 
fight other enemies and bosses and all that sort of stuff because this game is very fair when it comes to you know uh uh what do you call it uh hit detection yeah it's fine it it does a good enough job with that uh so it's it it does a good enough job so if it uh pisses you off it's probably your fault there you go take that and it's not and it's yeah exactly and it's not uh, the game's fault i think it is anyway i thought it did a very good job with uh the hit detection but uh if it nice. didn't let me know my email <laughs> address is onesnestdrunk at gmail.com let me know uh it looks it, it looks fun i like the cutesy the cutesy aspect of it it just looks like a good time it looks very like you could just pick up and play it and know exactly what you got to do out of the gate and have fun yeah i mean it's pick up and play it's very Love good it. Love it. And then you did the G.I. Joe game, which is it looks like pick up and play, but also almost made my eyes bleed. There's so many explosions on the screen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I love all things G.I. Joe. It's tremendous. Uh, I had G.I. Joe comics. I watched a G.I. Joe cartoon. You know, it's one of those things where I was uh, the youngest of three when I was a kid, and I had an older brother that was five years older than me, and he was into like other military stuff when I was younger. And um, I made sure that I would not go into his territory when um, he, you know, I just didn't want to me and my brother to like the same things, basically. So it's like, if my brother likes this, I can't like this. Right. That's hard to explain as a younger sibling. But if you're a younger sibling out there that's listening, you get what I mean. You want to be your own thing. Makes sense. Yeah. You want to be your own thing. And when I saw there was an opening for G.I. Joe, I was like, hell yeah, I'm all <laughs> over G.I. Joe. And I was, yeah, that's exactly right. I was all over G.I. Joe forever and ever. And I got the comics, I got the the cartoon, all that stuff. So I was really happy about that. Um, and yeah, G- the G.I. Joe arcade really does a great job with the art style with uh I, I it's one of those games i never saw in the wild as a kid so it's i was very sad about that when i saw it but i yeah. get to play it now i was surprised and, i had never seen what the arcade game looked like before i i assumed that would be something i was familiar with but then when i saw it i was like what is this this is crazy so pretty cool it's a it's a konami game too yeah wow. it's 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 a konami uh developed game from 1992 so yeah, it's got a lot going for it. It's very well made, good hit detection, good uh representation of all the G.I. Joe uh stuff that you're used to seeing, especially all the characters, especially Cobra Commander and Destro and Baroness mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. Man, great right stuff all around. Yeah, I love all this stuff. Cool man. Yeah, it was a good week. Good week for videos, so good job. Thank you. I appreciate it. So we have a couple emails uh, coming up here. And uh, the first one here is by uh, or from a fella in Brazil. So uh, forgive the English here, but he does a pretty good job. So I'm going to read it here. This is from Igor. He says, Dear Drunk Nintendo fans, uh, friends, sorry. Dear Drunk Nintendo, well, I'm a Nintendo fan and a friend, I guess. He says, How are you? I'm, uh, I'm making contact to tell you guys that you have at least one Brazilian drunk friend. I follow Alex on YouTube and didn't know about Trav's channel, but now I'm following him too. I want to thank you both for this podcast in the pandemic. It helped me a lot to simulate that I'm actually in a conversation with friends. Even the episodes where you talk about sports and wrestling 
especially when you talk about college teams and players. I thought, I probably won't like this, but hey, it was like hearing my actual friends talk about soccer, and it was pretty fun. And now, about something really important. Video game stuff. I have a four-year-old daughter that strangely likes to watch me play games, especially cute ones like Spyro and that sort of thing. But I would like that if she could play... I would like that if she could play two, and especially some old games. I have a Raspberry Pi with Cowbox with a bunch of old stuff and would like to hear from you. Which games do you think are good for children in the age range between three and six years old? Three from each of you. Make it a top six drunk video games to play with children. Thanks for reading and have a nice rest of your podcast. Keep up the good work. P.S. I'm drinking coffee right now because I'm working, but if you read this, let's drink an American IPA. Amen to American IPAs. That's my jam. I know that's not your jam, right, Alex? You're not an IPA guy. No, I'm more of a whiskey guy, yeah. It's all good. Are you drinking anything tonight, <laughs> though, buddy? Oh, uh, no, I'm, uh, I have uh, the Elephants on Parade from uh, Bosque. Very here nice. in uh, New Mexico. What are you drinking? I'm actually drinking uh, a peach-flavored wine that my wife had left over because I am fresh out of beer. It was a, a panic. Oh, yeah. Goodness, my goodness, as as, as Vern, <laughs> Vern Lundquist would say, my goodness. I know, I know. She doesn't know that I stole some, but I'm like, well, I have wow. to partake for the podcast. It's tradition. Wow. So some kids' games. I promise I won't go Gary Danielson on you, but um, <laughs> let's uh, see some kids. Well, my, my number one kids' game is always going to be Kirby Superstar because... You can always, dad or mom can always be player one and uh, kiddo can always be player two and just kind of like, you know, follow along, hang out. Yeah. Follow along in the back uh, while uh, parent one takes care of everything. Uh, I think that's a really good choice for uh, a multiplayer game. Otherwise, I would go with single screen uh, puzzle games like. Super Nintendo has uh, Tetris and Dr. Mario uh, combo cart. That's perfect. I mean, and then there's yeah, also Kirby, Kirby's Avalanche or Super Puyo Puyo. Uh, there's also, uh, what else is there? I mean, if you want to do Genesis, there's also like Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine and all that sort of stuff. Right so, on. yeah, single screen puzzle games is usually the way to go with, with kids that young. Good job, yeah. I was thinking too, just to shout out a friend of the show, Daria. She did a uh, top top NES games to play with children, and she actually tested this out with her kid. So there was some experimentation and testing there. Proof is in the pudding. If you want to check out that video, uh, I had some some of my own recommendations. I I am not very familiar with kids of that age range. My my daughter is not even quite two yet, so she couldn't play. She couldn't point at what a video game is, much less hold a controller. But uh, for the age range between three and six, I'm not real sure, personally. But I I do know of some easier games on the NES that uh, maybe at least the six-year-old could potentially enjoy on their own. One being Kirby. You already mentioned a Kirby for Super Nintendo. Kirby for NES is also not too challenging, at least not at the start. Uh, Little Mermaid is a pretty good one. I think that one's pretty easy to yeah. figure out, not very punishing. Uh, Bugs Bunny's Crazy Castle, um, not mm. not too bad, kind of kind of fun and a kid might like it. And Puss in Boots is also another one that's not too hard, um, but makes you feel like you kind of accomplished something if you're able to to beat it. So, uh, yeah, th- that would be... A, he asked for three, I gave him four. So look at that, a little bonus content there. But uh, those are some of the easier kid-friendly NES games. I don't know if any of those are two-player, but, um, but they're all kind of fun. So 
No, that's fine. That works because it, they don't necessarily need to be two players. No, but, no, you're right. Yeah. So we got another email here from, uh, I guess, your, your doppelganger. It's an email from an Alex to an Alex. Oh, God, we got Alex over here. Come on. <laughs> this is bullshit. Okay, Alex, he says, hey, guys, loving the podcast. Thanks for putting it out there during a time where we could all use more to listen to. You're welcome. And we're just doing the best we can over here. It's been really cool to hear a bunch of different guests to get to know you guys better. My question is about streaming. Every year in November, some friends and I host a 72-hour marathon stream of Super Nintendo games at supernintendocharity.org to raise money for a children's charity for I'm sorry, for a children's hospital charity. Over seven years, we've raised almost $13,000, and it's really fun to try and find new new ways to make the stream fun and interesting for whoever tunes in. My favorite tradition is our yearly Ken Griffey tournament or watching people struggle with the nearly impossible games like American Gladiators or Space Ace, as that's always amazing. (laughs) I wouldn't say that's always amazing. I'd say that's always like pervasive because those (laughs) games are freaking terrible, but that's that's just me. This and he he goes on. This year it'll obviously look different with COVID, but in general, just curious if you guys have thoughts uh, about the best games to play during a long stream, or what you like best when you tune into charity streams like this. Keep up the good work, Alex. I'm thinking. What do you think, Trev? I think you know you when I when I look through that SNES, you know the SNES library. There's there's all of these mascot games. There's so many cat games. Like everything's a cat. <laughs> Every mascot's a cat. There's tons of mice, you know, tons of mice out there. There's even a kamikaze squirrel. I think <laughs> I think you guys need to do a good boy block and play the games with dogs in them. You got Beethoven, you got Family Dog, and you got Ren and Stimpy. Give the dogs a chance. Those games are pretty terrible. I think it's fun to watch people play terrible games because I don't want to play them, but I still want to see what's in them. <laughs> Those games are terrible, though. Family Dog is awful. And not only that, it takes, like, 15 minutes to finish it oh really it's so bad yeah it's <laughs> there's not much to that game at all it's terrible they need to play it five times in a row to see if they can still be sane <laughs> after it and uh yeah do it do a good boy blog get those dog games in there Ugh. now play secret of evermore if you're gonna play a dog game <laughs> oh i forgot about that one. Like, that game's got some length to it at least but uh keep up with the ken griffey tournament that's what i say because Griffey, yeah, I, as long as you stay away from Griffey's winning run, because Griffey's winning run is not fun. I don't think it's a good representation of the Super Nintendo. I think it's, uh, you know, it's made by, it's developed by Rare, and it is good proof that Rare did not know what they were doing when it came to sports games. Ah, okay. So, yeah, Sculpture Software, I I'm pretty sure did uh, the first Griffey baseball game, and they did a tremendous job with the baseball physics and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I know you first, love your King Griffey. I have a funny story to tell about that. Actually, the other night we were uh, we were doing a little live trivia there in the old Discord, and we had a little conversation. We were poking jabs at old at old Alex over here about other baseball games being better than King Griffey, and one of one of my uh, my buddies was like. You know, I think it was like Baseball Stars, the Neo Geo is, is so much better just to kind of see what Alex would do. And Alex was like, no way. King Griffey Jr. has has all the actual players. And my guy was like, yeah, but but uh, but the Baseball Stars has like 
a whole team like the it was like the New York some New York monsters and they're all named after monsters and we're all kind of laughing. Alex gets real serious and he's like, "Why would I want that?" He's <laughs> like, "Sure, okay, everybody cool, everybody be cool, everybody be cool." He really loves King Griffith. Let's just move on. Let's just move on. Play it cool. I I, I didn't get the joke. <laughs> no, it was I, funny I was though. Like you brought it down. Why, you're like, "Why would you want that? Why would you want monsters <laughs> as real players?" Oh, that tickled I want me so real much. Real players as real players. Like, <laughs> so I, funny. What? what... <laughs> uh, it was so good. Come on, don't mess with my Griffey, okay? Come on, that's <laughs> all I ask. It was so Jeez, good, Louise. But yeah, do you have a, other than just telling them to do what they've been doing every year and keep doing that? Do you have do you have a uh, a suggestion for for a game that uh, would would be good in old charity? Um, let's see. Uh, you know, I like, uh, what's it called? NBA Give and Go for Super Nintendo because the games are very short. They are like run up and down the court. Every quarter is finished. You know, you can get a full game done in 15 minutes. It's the same. It's very arcade-like. Uh, I think you can do the same sort of thing. It's like NBA Jam, but not as arcadey as NBA Jam, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's, I get you. Uh, yeah, but it's 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 a little more realistic as NBA Jam, and uh, I think it could uh, fill that need. Uh, Give and Go is the name. It's made by Konami, so it's it's legit. I think you should try that game out. Cool. Yeah. So if it's really short, that makes for a great tournament game. So that's good. Good job. All right. So I think we were going to talk a little bit about because every few episodes, it seems like we get enough enough uh ammunition or I, I i guess we stock up enough of these mean comments that mainly you get and they're they're not you know they need to be shared with the world they're too ridiculous to just to just keep under the hood so do you, you were going to share some of those do you want to get started on on a couple of these mean comments sure i get mean comments at least uh you know i get a, i get a ton of these so let's start with uh one i got a couple weeks ago um, and, and let me let me just preface this by saying, like, what am I at? Like, one hundred and seventy-five thousand subscribers. Like, you stop checking comments at a certain point uh, because you get so many of them, and it's just too much to keep up with. But you, when you do check, you do see certain stuff that's just like, oh my god! Like, you know, <laughs> you're you're just like, all right. Like, why are you even, why are you on the internet? What, what is the point of your existence? All that sort of stuff. So in the meantime, I've, another thing that's very tough to keep up with is that, um, I've been publishing videos on YouTube for over six years. And one example of this is that, uh, for example, I've published a video about little Nemo, the dream master back in 2015 uh, that's five years ago, folks. Five years ago. So I'm supposed to be keeping up with Little Nemo, the Dream Master. You know, all the nuances and, and uh, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. I'm supposed to be keeping up with all the things involved with Little Nemo. Yeah. Five, five years. years later. Let me ask you, though. For a video that old, do you are there videos in your catalog where you're like, man, I have no memory making that video? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There's so many. But for this one, Little Nemo, we got a comment from Audie B. 
and this person says, I feel like the narrator of this game had a really fucked up childhood (laughs) because he always bashed kid-friendly games. Maybe he needs to speak to a therapist instead of making video game reviews on YouTube. Huh. I know. Like, maybe I... Is that... Do do you feel that's an accurate assessment, Trav? Do I need to speak to a, a therapist? I'm always like... I'm always like, man, I feel like whenever Alex must have been beaten by a book bag full of kids <laughs> games when he like he got off a bus in Minnesota and someone just came at him with a with just a, a bag of of Sesame Street games and just beat him with it and to this day he just can't let it go. I've always thought that about exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. Like wait a second. Like okay, Little Nemo isn't exclusively <laughs> a kid game. No, it's not. It's hard as hell. It's I'd like to see really a kid beat it. It's really hard. Yeah. Yes, it's it's really hard. Like what If anything, what this, this game point? is the reason that some kids need therapy. It's it's beating more kids than <laughs> than you've, you know, you know what I mean? You know, how am I supposed to respond to that? Like put yourself in my place right now and be like I'm the narrator of this uh, quote unquote this game okay uh, this game okay all right fine man and then uh i had a really fucked up childhood first of all my childhood is totally fine i could not have asked for a better, chi- better childhood because i always i always bashed kid-friendly games i do when why how since yeah. when give more examples what are you talking about can you be specific please what yeah man Wow, what a loser. But I guess I I need to speak to a therapist because uh, I need to do that instead of making video game reviews on YouTube. I'd like to see you go to a therapist about this, though, and they're like, why are you here today? And you're like, <laughs> I'm always bashing kid-friendly games. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Every time I see one, I'm, I'm just, like, not into it. They're like, maybe you're not interested in them. And you're like, you know, th- they could be right. <laughs> a therapist is like, okay, done. Bye. Yeah. That's yeah. it. You know, just stay away from these games. Goodbye. Exactly. They're like, what game did you bash? And you're like, I had some things to say about Little Nemo, the Dream Master. And they're like, you <laughs> son of a bitch. You get out of, get out of here. No one. Not yeah, my office. It. Yeah. Uh, the next one here is from the, uh, the, the you know, very sweet, um, very kind and gentle. You can just tell that this is a nice person. Their screen name is, is the SJW Strangler, uh, <laughs> which in and of itself is just, wow. And they say, Okay, the opening SNES drunk is painful. Change it to saying S for about two seconds, then say drunk. No need to hold it for so long. (laughs) That's right, folks. The SJW Strangler cannot handle me saying SNES drunk for too long. They can't handle it. Hold it for about two seconds, man. Why do yeah, you let it go for four? I don't know. It's just uh, heat of the moment. It's the heat of the moment. <laughs> this guy can't handle it. He can strangle some SJWs, but he can't handle. <laughs> he cannot handle oh, this uh, intro to this video. I love I mean, how specific God. his critique was, though. It was like, listen, buddy, here, let me just tell you exactly how to do this. You need to hold that for about two seconds. That's it. You're letting it go too long. You're going three, four seconds. Oh god that kills me. So stupid. I yeah. mean, what is what is going on in your life where that's the comment that you leave on a YouTube video? Like that's your priority. That's what like okay, I need to stop what I'm doing and I need to sit here and type this right now. Oh my god. I mean, to their credit, 
There's a lot of SJWs out there they got to strangle. They they don't have time for Fine. Uh, for these elongated, you know. Fine. But it's <laughs> if if they're getting caught up on me saying an, an uh, saying snestrunk for too long and it's hurting them, they saying it's painful. That's their problem, not mine. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know why that's just uh, that whole package there is just too good. Okay. I mean we have a third one here. Oh, after I said a smart ass comment this guy said Nexus 6. Yeah, and, and by the way, Nexus 6 is a reference to the Nexus 6 model in uh, the original Blade Runner movie. Oh. And he said, and this guy, so this guy is apparently like all- alluding to the fact that he is uh, Roy in uh, Blade Runner. He's a Nexus 6 model of Android. That's the name Nexus 6. That's what that implies. But okay. he comes at me, and he says, Don't make me drag you across your own table at a convention, Mr. Minnesota. I know who you are and what you look like. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to make me back off for sure. Do, do you really think that you know who they are? For them to I say, I know who you are? Do you think Do you think it's that one of those kids that you rode the bus with back in Minnesota that beat you with all those kids' games? Is it is it possible to aggressively not care? Because I aggressively <laughs> don't care. It comes I to just, drag you across the table, and you realize you you're like Dustin. Is that I thought? <laughs> it's always Dustin. God damn it, Dustin. No, I I do not give one fuck. It, it, whatever. Okay, congratulations. Like just man, people got to fill their lives with something. I don't care. I don't care. It, like just. Fill your life with whatever you need to fill it with and move on because that's what I'm doing. Drag you across your own table. Yeah, okay. It's like, okay. How many conventions do you like? Does he not know you? You'd never go to conventions. Come on. And I don't, not only that, but I, I have not lived in Minnesota for almost six years now. Yeah. Actually, almost seven years now. But we, but, but you do go by Mr. Minnesota when you go back there. The town welcomes <laughs> you. There's a banner that says, Mr. Welcome back, Mr. Right. Minnesota. It, Exactly. Uh, just like uh, Paul Orndorff goes by Mr. Wonderful, I go by Mr. Minnesota. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I go up there flexing my biceps, and <laughs> you know, I, I have a sash and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, you sure. have to absolutely. <laughs> so for also for this episode, because um, we didn't we didn't really have like a lot like a ton to talk about. We're kind of in between guests. We got a guest next week, and we're doing all this other stuff. So we're just kind of kind of making it up as we go. We thought mm. one little challenge we could do maybe amongst ourselves. Come up with the top three. Here are the rules: top three non Nintendo, non Konami, non Capcom, and non Square developers for the NES and the Super Nintendo. So, do you have what, what's your what's your number three for the Super Nintendo that is none of those other developers? Sega Genesis. No, I'm just kidding. Uh... <laughs> I let me uh, pull that up real quick. I was hoping you would go first oh. because, <laughs> because I've got a lot of uh, stuff I got to pull up here because I, I know mean, my number one and my number two, but I can't remember my number three. But gotcha. Uh, I, was, I, I, I mean, I can go. go I can first. go first if I'm if I'm buying you time here. I'd be happy. You're, you're going. You're going any the n- number three, and we're not. We're disqualifying. First party Nintendo, we're disqualifying Konami, we're disqualifying Capcom, and we're disqualifying Square because all those games 
or at least most of those games, are really good. That's right. And actually, I was going to say my number three, and I looked up to make sure they made the games I thought they did, and it looks like they outsourced a lot of the development, and so I'm not even confident Mm. in my number three now, which is kind Uh of a bummer. Yeah, I'm not even that confident in it. Um, But I'm going to go ahead and wing it here, and as you can tell, yes, I'm talking to fill time because I'm not confident in my answer, and I'm still Googling. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, I think I might have to go with my number three being Hal. Okay, yeah. Might have to go with Hal, yeah. Yeah, you got the Kirby's Adventure there. You got Kabuki Quantum Fighter there. You got the the new Ghostbusters 2, which is maybe the best Ghostbusters in the 8-bit era. It didn't come out in the U.S., though. You got all the Lolos, baby. You got all those Lolos. Uh, They did, you know, they did their their little ports of, like, Millipede and Othello and all that stuff. Air Fortress is decent. So, yeah, you know, I think think they're a solid number three choice. Again, there's Mm. probably something better out there I'm not thinking of, but, hey... Get your own podcast if you have a better number three. <laughs> or write us an angry email. Oh, That's or cool. just do that, yeah. And we'll, 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 we'll read it on air and, and uh, curse you out. Oh, That'd yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be great. My number three is going to be, I'm going to go off the map. I'm going to go oh, way, oh. way off the map a bit. I'm going to go LucasArts. Oh. Because they, they only made three games, or no, they only made four games. For the Super Nintendo. They only developed four games. Uh, I'm going Big Sky Trooper, which is one of my favorite games that I've discovered since yeah. I uh, started this whole channel thing. And but proudly, they also did... proudly, I was the one that recommended that through Patreon. Oh, did you? That was me. Really? Yeah. Really? All right. Well, I'm giving you, know, here's my one hand clapping right here. Heck yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they also did Zombies Ate My Neighbors. They did the pseudo sequel Ghoul Patrol, which is not as good as Zombies Ate My Neighbors, but it's still good. And they also did Metal Warriors, which is uh-huh. one of the best two player games on Super Nintendo. It's only four games, but those are four really strong games right there. From LucasArts, my third best uh, pick, non, I won't run through those games again because it's it takes too long. Right on, man. Gosh. Um, okay, coming up, your boy, me. Uh, this is me buying time again because I realized, too, I was going to say Tato, and then I looked up Tato developed games, realized they published some really good ones. They didn't develop all those sweet, sweet games. Um, so, damn it. <laughs> I should have done my goddamn homework. It's Taito. Taito? Taito? Taito. That's a good, believe, as somebody that has published videos on YouTube for seven years, it's I've been told many times that it's Taito. Oh, trust me. I know. It's always a gimmick in my video when I say Taito, Taito. I go, Taito, Taito, Taito. And I always get five you comments. Get, yeah. And I'm like, that it's, guy, it's a thing now, guys. I just say I just that, scream that into, no, into nowhere. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. That guy always says it. But nope. Uh, so I'm going to say S and K is my number two. Oh, um, baseball stars, baseball stars, Crystallis, 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 the Akari Warrior series. But Crystallis oh. on its own can prop it up, and then you got Guerrilla War. That's pretty fun. You know, Iron Tank, POW, some good stuff in there. <laughs> like the Southern coming out in POW. POW. I don't know. I don't know why I say <laughs> it like that. <laughs> Right on. No, uh, Baseball Stars, uh, how much time have you put into Baseball Stars? I like Baseball Stars, yeah, fair amount. Fair amount, all right, that's good. I I, I like that game quite a bit. Uh, It's no Griffey Baseball, but it's pretty (laughs) damn good. 
but it's got I, the New I York do... Monsters in it, and they're oh, named after. <laughs> it does, yeah. New York Monsters, they kill me every time. They're my Achilles heel. For me, the number two in Super Nintendo, uh, I got to take your number three answer. It's Hell Labs. Thank you. Uh, they, they have uh, Arcana, which is uh, a dungeon crawler. They have Hyperzone, which is a rail shooter. They have Kirby Superstar, which is <laughs> one of the best. Uh, it's it's a top 20 SNES game. Kirby's Dream Course, Kirby's Dream Land 3, uh, Vegas Stakes is fine. Earthbound, for God's sake. For Earthbound God's is, sake. Might be a top 10 SNES game. They have a game that never came out in North America called Alkahest. It's an action RPG. Tremendous game. Really fun, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's uh, when it comes to you know anything that's not. I, I should uh, preface though that Earthbound was uh, developed also by Ape Incorporated. I don't know what that means, but I'm sure somebody will write and say <laughs> that how dare you yeah. not include Ape Incorporated in your thing. But yeah, no, Nintendo uh, as a publisher apparently saw something in this developer and uh, because they ended up developing all these freaking games for this. Uh, oh, yeah. Except for, El- except for Elkahest. Square stepped in for Elkahest, which is very interesting. But yeah, interesting. Right on. Yeah. Okay, so my number one here for the old NES, and I think it's a pretty mm-hmm. easy choice. I think a lot of people are probably screaming that maybe I haven't said that yet, but um, Tecmo. Yeah, I think it has to be for NES. Absolutely, man. You got your Fire and Ice in there. You got your Ninja Gaidens. Gaiden, Gaiden. You got your Rygar, your Silkworm. That's a pretty decent game. Solomon's Key, that's a classic puzzler. Then you got your Tecmo sports games, baby. You got yeah, that you got, Super Bowl. You got that wrestling. All of wrestling. it. Wrestling. You got all your sports games. You got Tecmo Super Bowl. You got Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson single-handedly is holding this game holding this genre, holding this publisher, holding this <laughs> development company on his shoulders. That's right. Up above all these other places. That's yeah. just the way it is. You can't and you, you, you folks gotta deal with it. Bo knows. You know, Bo knows. Bo knows. Absolutely. Yeah. My number one for Super Nintendo has got to be Natsume. Because uh why uh because um we got Ninja Warriors. And we got Pocky and Rocky. We got Pocky and Rocky 2. We got uh, Power Rangers uh, beat em up, which is not that bad. It's actually pretty damn good. I never gave a shit about Power Rangers in my life. That game's pretty damn good. Yeah, we got it is. Ghost, Ghost Sweeper Mikami, which is a Super Famicom game. Pretty damn good game. Uh, probably a top 20 Super Famicom game that never left Japan here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Mark Davis, Fishing Master. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I just love that game. We got Wild Guns, too, uh, oh, nice. on top of all that. Yeah, so... And while I know Wild Guns got a remake for uh, Steam. Uh, this widescreen that allows you to like move from side to side much quicker, but still. Um, yeah, I'm going Natsume. That's, uh, all those games, it spans a ton of genres. Yeah. Love all those, love all those games. Uh, love Wild Guns. Love all those games. So that's a really good choice, actually. And I, if I had put more of an effort into this before we started recording, I think Natsume would definitely be in my top three for the NES because you got Abadox in there, uh, Power Blade one and two, um, Shadow and the Ninja. Yeah, Shatter Hand. 
So Shatter Hand, yeah. Yeah, so they did some good stuff too. So yeah, they would probably make the top three. I would bump one of the other ones. Tecmo would probably stay, but but yeah. But yeah, this was fun. I like uh I like doing stuff like this because uh, you know, it's always usually about the Konami and the Nintendo and the Capcom and and um yeah. These other guys were great too. Well, speaking of wild guns, we got a listener question from El Gamer Astral. Hell yeah. Saying is Wild Guns for SNES overrated or underrated? Is it worth the price? And I'm just going to go first here. It's f- so overrated because it's been remade on... Uh, I don't know if it's just PS4 or what, but I'm going to look it up right now. But it's been remade. Like, go play it <laughs> as, right. you know, a remake. Don't right, right. Spend a million dollars on the Super Nintendo version and play it as, you know, on the cropped screen. Go play it as something else, you know, with a with the widescreen, with extra levels and extra characters and all that sort of stuff. You did a really good review of this not long ago too, right? A couple years. I back. did. Yeah. Now, nah, yeah, I was gonna say it wasn't. It was more than a long a while ago. It was. Uh, yeah, it was like a year and a half ago, I think. But yeah, uh, yeah, no. People need to get on this train for sure because, uh, yeah, it's fun to own. It's I think at this point, Wild Guns for Super Nintendo has just become a collector symbol. Like, hey, I own Wild Guns. Do you? No, you don't. I do. You know, it's one of those things where it's just... and collectors do that. We're we're annoying and um, we like <laughs> we like having the the shiny thing. I mean, right? But I do. I mean, I I really liked your review. That really did uh, open my eyes to it because I, I didn't really know a whole lot about the game to be honest with you. It was it just always was expensive i'd never played it never seen it so it was cool to see that uh you could probably even get a better experience playing it uh playing the the remake so good to know yeah our next question here comes from our friend uh who i believe goes by captain drachma in some small circles uh he says what sounds slash music in games made you tense up or get stressed out examples music speeding up at the end of a mario level the dinging noise in zelda games when you are low on health is set etc well, I know what your answer is. It's going to be uh, Sonic, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That bubble, uh, not get to those bubbles and that. Dun, 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 dun. Oh man, <laughs> I still I could wake up in a cold sweat. I, could, I I've had Sonic bubble nightmares. It's tough. <laughs> Just you saying that makes me nervous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now for me, it's it's always been the Zelda beeping. It's always been uh, Baby Mario crying uh, when he f- flies off uh, Yoshi on uh, in Yoshi's Island. Uh, those are the big ones for me, but um, the the, the uh, F Zero one for me has always been like a really s- stressful one, uh, where you get too low on damage, and holy crap, when that beep starts going, it's like okay, I have to be perfect for like the next three fourths of this level. If I'm not, it's over. You know, yeah, that, that makes me crazy too. Yeah, yeah, I I do like that modern gaming has tried to annoy me in a different way to let me know that I'm dying. Like the screen will get red or kind of blink, uh, kind of bleak, or it'll fade out a little bit to let me know, like, hey, get get out of whatever you're in, rather than just mm. berate me with s- stressful tones. Because there's something <laughs> about that, like, it sticks with you and it's it makes your stomach jump. Like when whenever I play Sonic and and you know you're in, the, I think. Level four, I believe, is when you're down in the water a lot, and it's like, and you, oh. you have to jump up to fight the boss. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. So all of that's just panic-inducing, but you know, 
modern games, like if you play a first-person shooter, the screen will go red around the edges or something like that. And you're like, okay, okay, I got yep. it. Get get out of get out of trouble. I got you. I don't need to be, you know, Pavlov Pavlov dogged with all of these noises. <laughs> that's how it is. That's how they treat you. That's how that. That's how they. Uh, that's how they get you. So, do, do Zelda games? Do modern Zelda games still do that with the beeping? I God, I don't remember. I played like. 60 hours of breath of the wild and i couldn't tell you i don't think so but i don't i don't know i really don't know that's it that's a good question i feel stupid not being able to answer that because i haven't played that much you know i when i play these games i don't play them with the sound on it's usually with like a shitload of people around or whatever oh yeah so yeah so i don't uh i I don't get into that so yeah no when i when i think of zelda i think of the link to the past yeah and it's just all right, this is my life now. Cool. Uh, so you know, next week we got a pretty fun guest coming up. I'm pretty excited to talk to him. So I guess that'll be the the end of this episode. A little shorter than usual, but um, you know, we're in between guests. We're taking it easy this week. Alex is tired. Give the guy a break. Hey, don't blame me for the short podcast. Give That's the guy not a break. My fault. You've been yelling. You've been giving him mean comments. He's worn out. How dare you? He's worn out. All right, everyone. That's been another drunk friend podcast please reach out to us with questions or comments especially if they're mean at uh, drunk podcast at gmail.com we like to read those out here on the show from time to time so please send those send those on if you got them and if you like podcasts and you want to hear more podcasts you can check out the others on the network at polykill.com and if you simply like to help help out the show remember to rate us and review us wherever you listen it only takes a second to do and it really helps out the show. So go do it. Jeez. Gosh, you're making Alex upset. Please do it. Come on. Come on. We're on Twitter as well. I'm at Plays Games. Alex is, of course, at SNES Drunk. And as always, we want to shout out Cooler for the podcast music. The song you heard is called Electric Star Bounce. And you can find a link to more of his music on the Buzzsprout podcast page. And a shout out to Josh Leslie, who made our cold, crisp refreshing logo that's right even david of uh, the mariachi entertainment system who made me laugh my ass off last week <laughs> loved cooler's music and, and wanted to get a hold of that so that's right yeah definitely cool stuff so be sure to catch us all on youtube and thanks for listening and we hope you have a great rest of your day cheers, cheers.